0: Good morning, afternoon or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is episode number 395 of the Material Podcast and I am Andy Anotko. With us as graciously is Florence Ion. Hey, Flo, how are you doing this week?
1: Hi, Andy. How are you doing? I think I'm almost fully recovered from going to CES.
0: it's yeah it, it really it really is like it, it really is like be- being like a competitive snowboarder at like 35 36 37 where mm. it's like hey you mm. you re- you really carve you carved the ollies out of the whatever it is that you call the 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 moguls or whatever but it's like yeah I did the thing I did the thing and now I've, it's eight days later and I can stand up without assistance hey isn't that great so I'm glad. So I'm glad. <laughs> can you can almost ser- stand up without you s- assistance. <laughs> you certainly you certainly sound much much better than you did last week.
1: Uh yeah, you know, I'm kind of getting there. I I still feel really tired this week, but I think it's just because California has been having like unprecedented torrential downpours and you know, I didn't sign up for the Pacific Northwest, and yet I lived in it <laughs> for the last 2 weeks. So, um anyway, yeah. How are you?
0: Oh well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm I'm a little bummed and conflicted. This has nothing to do with Google, uh, which which is unusual for being bummed and conflicted. Uh, this this that could be the subtext oh, sh- of most most of the stories we talked about being bummed out and conflicted mm-hmm. about what was just happened. So, uh, in my neighborhood, uh, we, we were we we're we were down to just two antique stores. Actually, we we're down to our last antique shop. Okay. And, and and but fortunately yeah. fortunately it was the good antique shop, like not the one where I
1: also live in a small town, so yeah, I get it. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But and and so you probably also know that like there are two kinds of antique stores. The one mm-hmm. where like every item is like on its own, maybe on a little pedestal, and you're thinking, Oh wow, that's a cool rug. Actually I could use like a little area rug for like underneath the underneath my desk. And you ask, hey, uh what are you asking for that rug? And they will clasp their hands together and tell you the story of the rug and why this rug is so special and what a miracle it is this rug still exists let alone can be found in this part of the world uh but then there's the kind that i like and this is the kind of star of the story that i'm talking about where it's like imagine uh, like a garage sale is going going on for 30 or 40 years and the people who run the garage sale have a mm. lot of taste you know, like where they mm. like, okay, they're where they're 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 not selling the stuff that wow. nobody would rationally ever want. So this it's going to keep. So so it's an it's, it's, it's a it's a it's like a thirty forty. It's a it's a it's a shop where, like wherever you go, it's a very pleasant form of sensory overload because every shelf is filled with like interesting things. And there's some, and maybe there is like a piece of glassware that they'd want like four or five bucks for, because it's a very common piece of glass. And, and maybe it's actually like a very, very nice pedigree, like marked, hallmarked. And this we, we know like the craftsman who maybe made this. Maybe it has uranium. Exactly. Well, that's the, that's, that's why they got the glass with the, with the special UV lighting on it. So you can see how wonderful glowy it is. So, um, so uh, the, the one in my, the one in my neighborhood where, where which is, which has provided me with so much of like the furniture, like in my house, because Aww. it, because it does, it, it does respond to need oftentimes. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what I what, what I really need for that corner? I really need not a bookcase, but like a kind of waist level sort of thing, but it has to be narrow. And then sure enough, like within six weeks, like I'll be browsing. Oh, look, there's exactly what I need. Great. And I only have to go like carry it like half a block. So, uh, it, and part of the charm of this, this shop was that it was run by two really wonderful sisters that were very close in age, uh, that, and, uh, and, uh, unfortunately, and they're uh, getting on in years unfortunately one of them got sick and passed away last year and mm. it's too much of a business wow, for yeah. but for for one sister to do as a retail place so she's going to continue yeah. on uh at, on uh, in, a, in a virtual storefront but this shop that they ran together for like 30 years 35 years uh, they he's they're closing it down and like selling the property and all that sort of stuff so i'm very very i'm legitimately very very sad about that because uh, for mm-hmm. f- uh, for all the all the really great reasons that it's part of what made the neighborhood pleasantly weird, it's not another. Hey, look here's a here's a place where we s- all we sell our chopsticks, but they've been ethically sourced, uh, they've been chafed and charmed to make sure that it's in harmony with the spirit of the season in which you buy it. Wait, they that's also what's going you-
1: into your downtown.
0: I, no, 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 I'm, I'm saying, but, you know, the, the, that's, that's the sort of store where it's like oh. there's no need for the store to exist. It's like for. Because you like were for...
1: describing some like incredible gentrification and I was starting. To... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My heart was palpitating.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's so. Th- so that's one reason why I'm sad that t- t- this uh, place go also because it was it was nice to sort of, you know, visit and they know they know me and they you know, yeah. have nice conversations and also sad. The reason why they're they're closing up. Um, of course. The, OK, but 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 here's the thing. I'm not. I wasn't kidding about how. Uh, it, again, sensory overload in the best way. It was just packed with, okay, with yeah. stuff, floor to ceiling, everything. The even if a, if a if a bookcase was for sale, you'd have to give them like three days notice before you bought it because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> on and inside those bookcases that had to be removed <laughs> so they could actually sell it to you. Um, so, <laughs> That's so obviously, really cute. <laughs> so obviously, she's she's keeping some stuff for the online for for the online store. Uh, but the stuff that yeah. is like more marginal, like the stuff that was filling out shelves, it's nice, little, nice little knickknacks, nice little books and old magazines and stuff like that. Obviously, this it doesn't it's not worth her storing it or or keeping it. So in addition to like moving out, like all the stuff that she wants to, again, sell in the next two or three years uh, in, into storage, uh, basically the, the sidewalk in front of the store has become essentially a free cycle for for the town. So I mean, and I'm t- not talking about oh look here's like oh here's uh, like 1982 yes. copies of Newsweek. It's like no, actually here's a really really nice like curio cabinet, uh, with like glass doors and stuff like that. Uh, or here is uh, uh here's some uh, here, here's a row of lamps. Here's a row of whatever. Uh, and so I'm see I'm conflicted because. I feel as though it's disrespectful to be like, you know, what I'm going to take like three walks or four walks this morning just to see what what new has been come has been put out. Oh. It's it feels it it feels like you know this, this is all stuff that I've seen looked at the ticket for and said eh, I don't want to spend thirty five dollars on this, but for free I'll take the hell out of it. And I so I feel like a buzzard who's like picking the carcass of you know the uh, in, in, in a Pixar movie where like the cowboy is like. Walking yep. through the desert and but they ha- he has their he has his, his, his pony buddy that he talks to all the time and then like you know the, they 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 you know it's like the pony's not supposed to be eating the cowboy. It's like it seems like I should just simply be grieving and you know moving on as opposed to actually I could turn this to my advantage. You know, and, and yeah, so I, I feel I feel a little weird about it about picking the carcass, even though I am.
1: I mean the th- all the metaphors that you use to describe this whole situation just illustrated for me perfectly what is happening here. and I I do imagine you with buzzard wings sort of <laughs> going in picking away with your beak at some of the more. But you know, at the same time, like you supported them the whole time that they were there. So maybe think about it as yourself picking up some mementos. And honestly, <laughs> yep. some of the best things that I have in my house are things that I picked up for free off the street. Oh, of course, and I love that they have a story. I got this for free off the street. Yep,
0: and it's yeah, and that that's part of a very very good principle. And also, to be honest, like it's mm. it's great that I have had this opportunity. It would have been it would have really disappointed me if I just simply had been taking a walk one day and seen like a for sale sign and the place empty. And like while while I was gone, like for a weekend, they packed up and moved away. Because so I do get, I do have the yeah. opportunity to like talk to the owner again and say, "Oh, geez, I'm really gonna miss you because I really loved having you around here, and I really valued you, and I appreciated like what you're doing." And they and she really did seem to appreciate that. And also, she seemed to be. Uh, to, let's 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 be honest. It's not as though <laughs> it's not as though like there was a broken lock and like the door was open and she came back from her own vacation to find that people picked the store clean we're actually doing her a service by like now she doesn't have to take all this stuff rent a truck and take it to the dump or f- find a solution and to the, it is yeah. it's a self-solving problem and and she she made yeah. me feel better without like in without intending it by by like lo- enjoying that I was looking through like a I had a handful of like old picture frames because I like I have like a stockpile of th- this is one of the things I bought yeah. a lot of at that place like I would always go anytime I got a new piece of artwork rather than ordering something off of Amazon I would try to find like a vintage picture frame uh, and then just like buy a mat for it buy a p- new piece of glass for it and I have something kind of unique so and so, so I'm I'm glad that's going to someone's someone's going to have this that actually likes it and uses it as opposed to it just yeah. going into the dump. But still, like the human, the human brain is a weird, weird machine that you can't you can't access the sliders or the system preferences and simply say, "Turn down the 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 empathy." Right now is at eight. It really only needs to be down at four. And if I could get it down to two, that would be even better. <laughs> uh,
1: maybe we should try and maybe we should care about something else, <laughs> so to help take some points away, right? That's what uh, we're going for?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I I, <laughs> I will I will say that I I feel good because I, I had some hate daggers that I was firing at like a customer oh of the store. Hate at the, dagger oh, you're, oh, you're You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to understand this. The last weekend that they were open, I knew that like this was the, the last weekend they were open because they were like putting things on. Again, they had basically announced it. Okay. And so somebody was in there like knowing that, not maybe not knowing the story of why they're closing, but knowing this old store was closing up. And even if the place was going to be open for the next like 10 years being such a nudge, such a pain in the butt, such a, like, I'm looking for a bed frame and like, okay, we have a couple bed frames here. It's like, Oh, neither of those look like it's twin size. Do you have anything that's twin size? Like, no, we only have, I think it looks like a queen and a full, like, Oh, I was really hoping for a full size uh, for a twin. It's really too bad that you can't, you sure you don't have a twin? Like oh I don't even know if I want one like okay fine so don't so don't buy anything yeah Go, like let me leave, just pull continue. it
1: out of my ear your for disappointment you. is your, not our problem a twin bed frame. yeah
0: exactly so it's like I've, I've, it's it's the sort of thing where if I if the person left and I've discovered that like they dropped their iPhone. I would not have kept the iPhone. I would not have destroyed the iPhone. I would not have done anything bad you would have with the just iPhone.
1: Simply walked by. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. What I, what I would have done would have been oh. probably the most evil thing possibly possible. I would wait for him to like completely be like out, like to make sure he turned the corner without patting himself down and realizing that he he left it behind. And then I would have picked it up, put it in my pocket, and then like a good citizen, gone like two and a half, three miles away to the police station, dropped it off, saying, "Oh, excuse me, I found this iPhone." Oh. If someone... Seriously
1: inconvenienced them. Exactly. They
0: they would get it back if they they really, really were... If they really, really wanted back... If they deserve this $1,000 iPhone back, they would have certainly said, hey, did anybody turn in a plea? And then maybe the and then maybe i would have told the owner that oh by the way i found an iphone i didn't i found an iphone near your property and i turn it to the police if anybody calls so i would basically instead of like running after him i was uh, see the thing is if you're a jerk like that i'm not gonna run after you to give you back your iphone Mm -hmm. okay right 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 i'm not gonna i'm gonna make sure you don't lose your iphone permanently again it would go in the hands of the police or if you were not if you were just sort of a you know Okay, you're kind of a nudge, but not a jerk. I would have handed it to the, the owner. So, oh, by the way, I believe that gentleman dropped this iPhone. He'll probably be back for it very, very soon. Especially when he turns on Find My right. iPhone. But it's like, yeah, it's like you know what? Guess what? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk to someone through bulletproof proof glass to get this back. And it's all because you couldn't you couldn't realize that even if you're paying full price at a fancy fancy furniture store, you don't go like, Ugh. you know, you have a oh, it's not, you don't have what I came in for. Well, that's really inconvenient I'm like oh god if i had a, if I had a, a lemon chiffon pie in my hand and I knew that like in two days I'm shipping off the i'm I'm shipping out i I've, I've I've joined the Navy or something, I would have to throw that pie at that person at that moment. That's the sort of person Ugh. okay, well, on that happy note. <laughs> Again, the, the human brain Oof. is a very is a very very weird machine. But we do but we do have a good show today. Um, now there's uh, there's a wild, reckless rumor. I mean, this is how crazy rumors get. Uh, that Google wants to start making money off of tracking people. Now, does that sound like the Google you and I are invested in? I don't think so. But we're it's gonna, not hey, what you think. By but part. hey, uh, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm playing the old switcheroo here. Uh, also, uh, Google really totally double plus seriously wants you to know that it's doing stuff in artificial intelligence. You'll understand why this fascinates me. It's a very, very odd sequence of releases they're making. Uh, and also Google Podcasts is missing and presumed dead. I'm We're, we're – uh, it's no, it's no longer a rescue operation. It's probably a recovery operation at this point. And oh, there's, dear. There's sad, there's sad news around that. Nothing. No announcements, but nothing that would make you very, very optimistic for Google Podcasts' future. Uh, but we'll talk about that and maybe a bit more after this message. Hang on.
1: This episode of Material is brought to you by Rocket Money. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money. Say hello to Rocket Money, better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. All in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you, so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. And canceling subscriptions is as easy as a click of a button. Just find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money saving the average person up to $720 a year. I've definitely fallen in love with Rocket Money this year. I love that I log in, it gives me a dashboard of how much money I have left to spend this month, whether or not I'm spending within the amount that I wanted to spend. I also love that it reminds me of the bills that are coming up. Sometimes I forget that there are bills coming up and then I overdraft and I feel awful, but Rocket Money is helping me so that I can at least be conscious of what's coming up so that I don't overspend. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com material. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E.com material, Rocketmoney.com slash material. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show and relay FM.
0: Well, yes, uh, couldn't couldn't full flow there. I was, I was misdirecting you into thinking that Google is actually tracking people. They would never do that. They would never do that. I was just trying to clickbait you into not. Actually, actually, is this is this like a reverse clickbait? Because like the easy thing to do is to not touch that, not touch your podcast player, uh, and just let it play out and listen to whatever foolishness that I've got coming up next. Like whereas clickbait is, I'm trying to manipulate you into taking a considered action into clicking on content, whereas it's like, how bad do I have to mislead you before he's like, you know what? I am going to disconnect right now, even though I have to like, maybe stop my bicycle, maybe stop my walk or my run to like, uh, to access my podcast player. Maybe this is anti clickbait, but the point, the point of the matter is that, yes. Yeah, so what we're talking about is a new rumor this week that Google is, has started developing its own air tag slash tile style, uh, uh tracker device, hardware, uh and this is uh, this is actually an interesting two part sort of thing um now the it's a big it's a big rumor this week for a couple of reasons that a uh, reference in google play services has been mench- has been lo- has been identified that there is uh, in google fast pairing this is the mechanism inside google play services that let you very very quick google's own system for locating identifying that hey look there's a device there's a wireless device nearby i'm going to let you pair with it very very quickly without all the rigmarole that you go through with bluetooth and so there's a brand new device category on that list if you're a developer and that device category is locator tag uh, and this hooks up – so this also hooks up to stuff that has been – what was dug up on October 2022, uh, evidence in Google Play services, again, of something called a find uh, the Finder Network. Uh, this would be sort of mm-hmm. like the Apple's Find My Network. Um, they found that this is – as a lot of these things, uh, stories tend to break – Text that was actually found out in the open inside Google Play services of a feature that has not been enabled yet. They, here's the exact text that was dug up in October 22. Finder network, find your devices when they're not connected to the internet. As part of the Finder Network, your percentage sign s I get token for whatever the device is will report where it detects nearby devices, helping others find their lost devices. No other info about you or your account is included in the location reports. The locations you report are encrypted and only visible to the owners of the device. You can turn Turn off Finder Network, in caps, anytime in settings. So, yeah, and this is, I think this came, uh, this was discovered by uh, someone on Twitter by the name of Kubo um, who- uh, Noted leaker,
1: I should noted I Sorry, should
0: no, noted, linker, noted leaker, uh, who also came up with uh, information about uh, how uh, Google is developing a first-party tracker device codenamed Grogu. Yes, from the Mandalorian it's like yeah it's it's like I'm
1: sorry i rolled my eyes but i did yeah and i'm admitting to it
0: yeah and uh, i i was too because it kind of it just reminded me of like the way that's the way that star wars and the way that everything disney does it's like yeah know, it's, it's like that's why i
1: rolled my eyes folks. Of, of
0: course grogu oh wow people are really responding to grogu so we gotta have to we gotta come up with a way that grogu has to show up in this un, this other series that's not really quite related, like oh, and she's she's got to come back for like the next two seasons of this and that and the other. It's like yeah, but I don't care if it's popular. Maybe you should move things forward instead of anyway. That's just me. That's not, uh, that's, I'm, that's, I'm putting my pain on your shoulders, listener. I should not be doing that. But yes, name Grogu. Uh, supposedly, it's under development by the Nest team. Uh, he also has the information that it has a built in speaker, uh, kind of like uh, which the uh, AirTag has to, so it can beep and let you know <laughs> too mm-hmm. late that you're being tracked by someone who has snuck a, a tracker inside, uh, inside your backpack. Uh, and it's going to support uh, not just Bluetooth low energy, which is what the tr- uh, tile tracker does, but also ultra wideband which is a lot more directional Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, easier, more applicable for this sort of thing. Uh, But oh my God, the privacy problems that this will like open Google out to. Uh, You'll remember that when uh, part of like Apple's really, really terrible bad year uh, after it re- after it released its own AirTags, oddly enough, Google found itself on the side of the angels against Apple for privacy. For once, they were the ones who were saying, "Okay, we're we're building this entire framework and this entire new feature inside of Android that helps you to locate to identify when there is some sort of a Bluetooth device that you don't own that seems to be moving with you." And without having without having to actually say in the release notes, we're doing this because Apple has weaponized the iPhone Find My network to make it easy for people to track your car, to track you, to track whatever. Uh, But yeah, and it's 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 concerning because as part as uh, the Tile tracker was one thing because the only phones in the wild that could track you would be phone other people who had owned who had purchased tile trackers and had chosen to install mm-hmm. the tile app on their phone which is a very small sampling obviously these trackers become more useful the bigger the network is so it became a air tags became a lot more useful than the tile because now every single iphone whether that user has an air owns an air tag or not is now reporting on locations of nearby air tags now, when you expand that to if this really is part of Google Play, if if find, the Finder network is just part of Google Play, it's not a Pixel specific feature. It's not something that they have to convince Samsung to and OnePlus to add to their uh, to their uh, ROMs. No, if then basically every Android phone that has ac- that a- access to that version of the Google Play uh, of the uh, uh, Google Play services would become part of the biggest tracking network in the world. Maybe. So now it becomes a really, really valuable thing for a bad person to say, "Ooh, I'm going to sneak one of these. I'm definitely going to make part include in my nefarious plans the inclusion of these cheap twenty two dollar uh little trackers because I know that I will definitely be able to follow They'll somebody be cheaper than everywhere." That. Maybe they'll it's, be cheaper uh, than that. The 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 AirTags are what a, a three pack or four pack, and they come up to like twenty five bucks. I think they're thirty bucks. A yeah,
1: shop. but I'm just thinking about the way things end up in the Android world. It's yeah. always some something shady happens, and somebody can spit it out in a really cheap way. And you know, you don't Apple so tightly controlled. It's it's a tad bit harder. I am just. I'm not really sure, though. What would we rather have Google do? Would we rather have them not put this out at all? Because, I mean, it's all this is all part of the ecosystem race at this point. Yeah, I know it sounds really like a uh, what am I trying to think of here? That sounds like a way for me to justify it a little bit, but um, but at the same time, it just kind of feels like.
0: Yeah, I mean that. It doesn't really
1: matter what it is, as long as it's 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 selling you on an ecosystem. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I and I uh, I fall back to the same sort of broad view that I kind of have to use when I'm thinking about uh, ChatGPT and da- and like oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about the we can talk about the dangers of being able to generate text on any subject. Uh, quickly and very very easily, we can talk about the ethics of this system being trained with uh, five billion pieces of artwork that n- none of practically none of which uh, the uh, that OpenAI had permission to use for training purposes. The pro- but at, at its fundamental level, you can't put toothpaste back in the tube. The, we now live in a world mm. in which generative AI, which ChatGPT exists you can't simply say oh we'll, we'll regulate our way out of this or we will make sure that people that companies have the ethics not to use this or try to monetize this technology again mm-hmm. that's regulate yeah exactly i mean that, that's just not going to work on the on the other hand it really does i mean and 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 also to also on uh, to be fair this will make uh third party trackers a lot more useful on on android than they were were previously if if samsung could oh, simply yeah. say oh by the way this works with the finder network with google's finder network that suddenly makes this thing that you if, if you if you bought this this tag because you're concerned about leaving your phone behind in an antique shore even so even though you were total total snot uh, and you want to get it back anyway, uh or you're you're concerned about like what happens to my bag after I check it with United Airlines. Yeah. You know, it's it's gonna make this a much more effective use of your money. And the fact that it also is an opportunity for bad people to do bad things you, it's the question becomes how do we stop how do we effectively stop people from doing that and you can't and maybe the only answer is to get better tools for identifying the uh, devices in proximity yeah. that are traveling with you but still I, if any comp- I, I was surprised when google got into this business because I've, uh, when i when i first heard rumors about it i was wondering gee i wonder if apple has some something that they consider to be a secret sauce that would make it really really hard for people to abuse this and no, they didn't. They just had a good idea for a product that they could sell really, really cheap and make and sell a lot of. And but Google, oh my goodness, their name is synonymous. You, you, they, they create. A lot of the anxiety and worry in this world about big, huge tech tech companies are constantly tracking our every movement. Well, now literally they are tracking our every movement because they have because they have this this new network uh, called the Finder Network that can find any device using any rat a, a network of rat like devices, the single most popular mobile operating system in the entire world. Maybe they understand that whatever backlash they have it's not going to taint their pure as snow name about oh we we don't track people we we are most more concerned about privacy than anybody else on this entire planet no they, they that that ship has already sailed they don't have to care about that uh and so they may as well take this big pile of money that's sort of sitting out waiting for them to pick it up so and that and that's that's perfectly fine but i when google gets involved in this you gotta wonder about all the hot takes that are going to come out after this
1: uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not looking forward to it, actually. That sounds like it's going to be a really annoying time. Also, I just want to say to everybody out there who is like very worried about tracking. Go check your local law enforcement. <laughs> See if they have cameras on at every intersection in your town. I want you to go put some effort over there as well yeah uh on that
0: yeah i mean go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. i mean yeah we've like <laughs> la- just last week google uh rather biden came out with this this op-ed in the wall street journal about oh well we need it's time for the, there to be lo- for for congress to get together and control uh, and, uh, and slap down these tech companies that are violating our privacy because privacy is a right and privacy should be sacrosanct and personal information privacy 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 and i'm reading it three times saying gee i don't I that's a great statement, Joe. I don't see a line that says that if that privacy is should be basically a human right that people can count on that makes people feel safe and secure, and that would include privacy from intrusion from the government. So I didn't see a strong statement from you, Joe, about how encrypted messaging should be something that's protected by law in addition to all this other stuff. But oh well, I'm just I'm just a dumb you know <sighs> citizen, and aren't I? Uh okay. Yeah, but, you
1: know what, Andy? Actually, you know what? Biden should have had AI write his speech.
0: Who says he didn't? (laughs) It's (laughs) it's very on brand. It's very on brand this this couple weeks. I I can't believe that it's like this. That ChatGPT has been around for like what like a couple months now, and already, and I'm still seeing like in my Google News saying ChatGPT wrote this article or did it. Like I no longer care.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Andy, it's bad too. Oh, it's bad too. Like I've been seeing chat GPT memes like all over my, you know, celebrity gossip columns because <laughs> Oh, what does the chat GPT have to say about like this reality TV couple relationship? Or what does chat GPT have to say about Paris Hilton? <laughs> and it's like, Oh my God, you guys, it's not a meme anymore. <laughs> let played out.
0: Yeah. It's, I know we were all bored over Christmas break. It happens, but now we're back to work and we <laughs> yeah. got, got other things to do. Uh, Okay so this the, now this this next story this, this isn't even necessarily, necessarily a story but this was something that really put question marks above my head Google for whatever for reasons that I'm trying to figure out picked this week to really blast its Trumpet hard about ar- its work in artificial intelligence and see if you see if you are in, as uh, intrigued slash puzzled as I am on January 16th. It's now we're recording on uh, Wednesday, the 18th. So on Monday on the keyword blog, James Manyika Google's senior vice president of technology and society posted a piece called why we focus on AI parentheses and to what end. Which is explaining – Dane to explain Google and Alphabet and what they're – why they're into AI, why they think it's important. And, of course, it's mostly because, because we think that AI can heal the world and bring it together and solve problems. Uh, so it – and I, I won't summarize the entire piece for you. It's a one, two, three – it's a five-point uh, article that uh, answers questions like why we're developing AI – Number two, to what end? Number three, our understanding of the complexities and risks. Number four, our approach to responsible AI. Fifth, why a collective approach to responsible AI is needed. Then the next day, January seventeenth, on also on the Keyword blog, wow. a, a wow. another piece from a staff a staff writer for the Keyword. I'm afraid I did not recognize their name. Uh, uh entitled Seven Ways Google Is Using AI to Help Solve Society's Challenges. And unsurprisingly, it's seven different projects that Google is involved in that involve applications of AI that save lives, make our lives better, forecasting floods, detecting real-time wildfire uh, boundaries, monitoring prenatal health. Don't we want babies to be born healthy? And AI is probably – on and on and on these seven things, and they're 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 all nice projects. I think we actually spoke about some of these uh, before, at least in the last year on the podcast. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here's seven examples of Google using AI and the benefits of, of of its work. Okay, now this it's is now today Wednesday the the eighteenth, today January eighteenth. Mm-hmm. On the Google research blog, this wasn't on the keyword. The keyword the keyword, is the main blog that if you only read one – they have about a dozen blogs. I've got bookmarks for all of them. But the keyword is basically the main entry point that sometimes reblogs stuff mm-hmm. from other blogs. But this is uh, the Google research blog, which is the more, most pocket-protectory uh, blog uh, that Google has. Jeff Dean, a name that is familiar, we're going to oh. say positively – we're, we're <laughs> going to put a positive spin on that. Uh, but the, basically this uh, – I, I I I I I pull out that name and and, and bring it to our forefront only because uh, he is the head <laughs> yes. of he is the the head of yes. AI head of Google Research. So the fact that now this is a blog bylined by Jeff Dean himself uh suggests implies that maybe this is the culmination They've we've gone to the top we've gone to the mountaintop here uh and this is a piece that is really not intended for mainstream consumption i'm sure called google research 2022 and beyond language vision and generative models and it's very it's rather technical it starts off with the uh, a couple of paragraphs of yeah, yeah, rah, rah, rah uh aren't we doing great stuff and we're doing this is why google applications of ai are going to be wonderful. Uh, and so there, uh, in this, this post has several sections, uh, a section on language models, a section on computer vision, a section on multimodal models, uh, uh last section on generative models and some placeholders that suggest that more updates to this, this post are going to come Talking about the technical end of how all this stuff works. So, okay. Uh, I've and who we will we'll have to update you next week if if if, if it's going to be AI week if we're going to have something Thursday and Friday, ending with God oh God help me I I would give someone a hundred to one odds because that would be so stupid but not impossible <laughs> Hey our own language our, our own lambda model actually wrote this blog post about a about Google AI oh God uh, but yeah I, I just had to wonder one two three three days in a row and a comprehensive and very broad explanation of what the landscape of artificial intelligence is inside Google and inside of Alphabet and i just have to wonder why and why now i mean you have to you have to think that yes they're they're getting a lot of heat in the press and from analysts about open ai chat gpt uh, that microsoft is really making high profile investments in open AI or additional mm-hmm. investments in open AI and rumors mm-hmm. about how, or excuse me, or rather Microsoft's not necessarily announcing, but saying that they're going to be rolling uh, many of these features into uh, Microsoft services and products uh, with nothing really comparable coming out from Google other than, Hey, here's stuff that we've been working on since uh, for the past couple of years, but here's research. We're not, we don't know exactly how we're going to influence it yet. I mean, I, I even went so far as to do some, spend some time searching. Is is there like a major international AI conference going on right now? Where this is like a paper that they publish because they're they're releasing some papers during this technical conference. If there is, I couldn't find it. So I'm, it's it just seemed weird to me. But like, what, what do you think?
1: I have a theory that this is all because they're trying to justify the macroeconomic changes <laughs> that they've made. <laughs> At the company. And the fact is that Sundar tripled down on AI as the thing that they're going to continue to pump some money into. And so this is just a way to reshift the conversation. I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of this kind of PR and marketing from Google this year to just kind of like remind us where it's going to be spending its money. It's going to be hardware and it's going to be AI. Hmm. That's that's just my theory, but You know, this just seems like such a uh, this just seems like that really annoying person who goes into the BBS while everybody is kind of asleep in their respective time zones and posts just a giant whopper of an essay about their personal life. (laughs) And everybody comes on to the BBS the next morning and sees this like giant rant and is like what the hell happened here is this person okay that's what it feels like It's this just, just you know look here all the things that we are working on and this is how we are going to uh, make them work for us as google and this is where we are going to spend our money yes and, and also look at how we helped people who flooded because remember everybody had disaster Cause climate change is happening, so we need AI for climate. We need yeah. AI to fix climate change. <laughs> okay. This is me personifying what I think is like happening in these.
0: That that would be pretty smart, because to say, basically say, okay, well, okay, you, we're worried about us, but you know, at least we're not like we're not pumping like dioxins into the water table is. As- as far as you know, like, how about the energy? Co- how about the energy companies? Why don't you like, we're killing the planet. We're, we're saving the planet. We're healing the planet. We're giving the planet a great big right? hug. Hey, look, here's some, here's right? some generative AI art of me, the CEO, giving the planet a great big hug and getting my, my nice long sleeve tailored shirt all wet because of the oceans and stuff, which we're trying to clean. Oh thanks my to God. AI.
1: You know, I was listening to another podcast today uh, that I absolutely love. It's called trend lately. And they were talking about they were talking about babies. I forgot what the context was, but it was just like everybody <laughs> goes goes gaga over a baby. It's just like, oh God, there's a new baby. Like everybody is just instantly attracted to it, you know, because it's sort of instinctual. So of course, Google would trot out prenatal health. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reason that we need AI because we need to produce babies. <laughs> <laughs> For the human race anyway. I can I can make this go deeper and deeper with my theories, but this is this is how I read this kind of stuff in my head. I just imagine it's like this dramatic reading. You yeah. know.
0: <laughs> it's 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 just tough when when you've got uh, writing about like uh google and microsoft and apple is difficult is more difficult than writing about like twitter and facebook because the ceos of those three companies are not nuts okay like they is it's you would you would yes assume-
1: even twitter yeah
0: well, well you would think that if 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 this came from a company like twitter you would figure that okay somebody got his feelings hurt <laughs> And suddenly said, you, 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 well, and you. it would be you worse are, than this. We're pulling Instead you off of, of this critical project. Health. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say what it is because then our podcast will get flagged.
0: Right. <laughs> so, but, uh, but 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 you know what I mean? It's like there are they're, they're companies that are headed by people that are kind of children and like a- anything that they consider to be a personal affront to them, they consider to be worthy of the intention of the entire company. Whereas uh, someone like Tim Cook is absolutely unflappable and unfazable. Like you could You could basically And Sundar
1: Pichai Worked his ass off To get to where he is Exactly So he's not gonna wanna You know Jeopardize that For any reason So he has to And Sundar by the way Is also not a white man
0: Right Another good so point So he's
1: he's being watched A lot more differently Than Cause Tim Cook Can get away with some things
0: Well he's also gay So
1: Oh that's true Yes but he's a white gay man <laughs> Okay no, I'm, I'm sorry Well no that's that, 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 I mean on that, TikTok that too point. much
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah we yeah, yeah, that's that that, that is, although that is kind of interesting well, I, I that's an interesting point because Microsoft's CEO as well is uh, is a, a person of color, so
1: Southeast th- Asian, yes as yeah. well mm-hmm.
0: um, but nonetheless they' they're also like hyper billionaires, so that basically that that, that kind of they can think can still get away with whatever <laughs> they want I do I, what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that I do think that these three people are like if you yes. if you if you uh, like uh, if 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 you basically you privilege. Okay, if if Sundar Pichai left his phone behind, like in in a in an antique shop. And I grabbed it and chased after him and said, hey, Sundae, you left your phone behind. And he pats his self out it's like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. And starts was very, very happy and reaches to get it. And I chucked it yeah. into, into a nearby reservoir. Well, no, no, he I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I, no, 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 that's, that's not oh. where I'm going with this. I'm saying that I could like oh. <laughs> chuck it into a reservoir and say, hi, I'm Andy Anotko. I'm the technology correspondent for WGBH Boston Public Radio. He would basically say, "Wow, Andy Anotko of Boston Public Radio is a total jerk." But then he totally, he probably pretty much forget about it because he's got bigger and better things. He would not re, he, he would not rearm the divisions of Alphabet against me and say, "Okay," and basically ta- take take a whole bunch of like very very expensive personnel. Say, "You are going to be writing the following blog post first about how Andy Anotko smells." You're going to be doing like a series of videos on how stupid and dumb and stupid he is, and you. He's got a big butt, and his butt smells. So you two can work together on the smell and the big butt thing. You, whereas there are other CEOs who are like, no, no, no. You they would they'd be willing to crater the stock price and make all analysts, investors think this person is this person is three legs short of a level and stable pool table here. Uh, that that they that they're diverting so many resources. So that so that's why I I I keep looking at stuff like this and wondering what do they see coming up in the near future that requires this kind of a full court press, or is this just such a simple thing for them to do that they say, gee, if we coordinate these things that we're going to be coming out soon anyway, at least we would have a response to people who might be nervous that, Hey, Google is falling behind and alphabet is falling behind in artificial intelligence simply because they don't have this flashy uh, half baked, uh, AI product that demos really, really well, but may be dangerous and is certainly not something that you'd want to rely on for actually re- reliable information?
1: Hey, hey, remember us? You used to be really mad at us for all that AI stuff. <laughs> Don't forget us. You're still mad at us, right? Come on, be mad at us still. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you're really mad.
0: You're right. You're <laughs> right. This is the that's the second time we're mentioning it this time. Like last last year, last year against Apple and the air tags like Google was, I can't believe we're the ones who are saying we have to be risk we have this is a danger to personal privacy and we have to keep our users safe from this other company. They're the ones who are saying we can't be reckless and deploy this technology before Especially artificial intelligence, which is, as listeners, longtime listeners know, Google has not had a great long-standing reputation of, like, treating its workers well and really, really being as committed to ethics and AI as they should. But nonetheless, they're not deploying these things until – and I believe them when they say that we don't know how good and how validated this, this technology is. And what it will do to mm-hmm. the credibility of Google search if we integrate this into Google search. Like they're the people who are pumping the brakes and saying, no, I think it would be reckless and irresponsible and spread disinformation if we added this to Google search. So we're not gonna. <sighs> oh well. Well, uh, we'll 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 look we'll, we'll we'll send the search party out for Google Podcasts and we'll tell you what they're what they came back with after this break. Mm. Yes. Okay, yes, we're worried about Google Podcasts, not that not the Google Podcast app. Uh, if you go to Google, if you go go to the Play Store, the Google Podcast app is still there, still working, still getting lots of positive reviews. Still works great for like searching positive as a reviews? podcasting app. Oh, uh, enough! I mean, it's not they're, they're <laughs> not using profanity in their reviews. I think that's a good thing when you talk about user generated content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. and we are all we all know that Google is Google's companies are not really that good at, mm. at censoring uh, uh, bad information. Four point six uh, bad, by bad, the bad way, language four point six. There you go. I would, you know, I, I did not have a 4.6 QPA in in college. I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, but you know, (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, but what we're talking about is like the, uh, the, the, the online edition of it, uh, what happens to Google podcasts as like a web based service and how interested is Google in maintaining it as a separate and flourishing entity. Uh, so this, Concern comes via podnews.net because they noticed that podcast content is no longer a media type being reported by uh, Google search as part of Google search results. Uh, They showed some screenshots, the difference between Google search results in 2018 when Google podcast was officially launched. And what happens now, uh, you used to get hits of con- to content uh, actually inside podcast episodes. So if you did like a, a keyword search or a key phrase search and it recognized that, hey, here's a podcast episode that had this uh, this phrase uh, within its uh, show summary or even its episode summary, it would actually show you a, a panel of recent episodes, quote unquote, with uh, and they would have embedded play buttons right within the search results. So you can just click right next to that result and start listening to this podcast episode on this topic you were searching for no more uh and uh they, and right now uh, so I, I, of course i had to do uh being on, being on brand i did for the first time in a long long time a searched for the, for the gimpy gimpy tree the gimpy gimpy gimpy, gimpy bush we used to yes when, when google podcasts uh, first came out with the with integrating search results we tried to we, we conducted an extended experiment test. Because we're yeah because we're mm-hmm. trying to we're trying to figure out is it just going for what the what the synopsis attached to the episode is or is it actually doing some kind of rough text uh, speech to text to actually figure out what the transcript of the show is and what the content of the show was so we would mm-hmm. t- we would basically mention the gimpy gimpy bush every single and and basically report on where the search results were like how uh at one t- at one time we were on a streak of being like the number one most like returned podcast <laughs> episode
1: right. it was incredible <laughs> when, when,
0: for searches on the gimpy gimpy bush pop, just because of consistency week after week after week mm-hmm. not willing to let this joke die because hey <laughs> life life is precious in any form even the form of a joke that had gone on far far mm-hmm. too long uh so yeah, so you, you do the Google search for Gimpy Gimpy and you see uh, a beautiful, like modern 2022 search of uh dendron dendrosnide moroides. <laughs> uh the basically the suicide plant that has the most painful stingers. If again, long time yes, listeners right. will recognize mm-hmm. this. This caught this caught our attention because it is the most insane reported to be the most insane pain imaginable if you just brush against one of these leaves like lightly not just like grab it and rub it rub it violently against your skin i'm saying you just brush against it you will be in the worst pain ever and it will flare up month after month after month reports of like horses straying into a bush like this and then running off the side of a cliff because they go so insane with pain uh but but uh, but basically you see a very nice little uh, uh, 2022 style Google info panel, panel after panel giving you the summary, what it's about, what's the scientific name, classification, side effects, how to remove, pain treatment, how to avoid. My goodness, that you know that you're you know that you're in Australia when <laughs> when the subsections are one, two, three, four, side effects, how to remove, pain treatment, and how to avoid. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, gimpy, gimpy. Once stung, national. Once stung, never forgotten. Story from the Australian Intrepan. Geographic. I, I need to know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty insane. Uh, and uh, really hot integration into YouTube. There's uh, the number. What uh, they must be the number one video, of course. I Touched the world's most painful plant. Uh, I, yes. Key and outlining key seven seven key moments in the video uh, <laughs> syndromalosis to maloris, though from tools. Yeah, exactly. Point after point for point, nothing in terms of podcasts anymore. Not even the, uh, not even the, oh my God, there's a suggested related search. Gimpy, gimpy toilet paper. I don't want to click on that. I wish I could forget that I even saw that, but I digress. Uh, yeah. So you can scroll, 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 and there is no references to any podcasts whatsoever. And one of the kind of explanations that uh, once the once the story started getting around uh, about how geez, isn't it interesting that uh, from uh, from pod news that uh, podcasts aren't sur- sur- showing up in Google search r- uh, references to like little bits of news from 2021 and 2022 hinting that maybe Google wanted to sort of fold its podcast full podcast discovery into youtube so you're discovering things if you, you go to youtube to discover podcasts as opposed to uh going into uh going into search to find these things uh, and of course if you go to youtube.com and search for gippy gippy you get dozens and dozens of hits you and and also an unnecessary r- reminder that people are willing to seriously mess themselves up on a long-term basis if they think they will get clicks and views it's I think it's I, – I have not watched any of these videos because I've read enough about this plant to know that this video is probably people thinking, hey, this would be – remember how I, drunk, I drank that bottle of hot sauce and like last year and it got over 10,000 views? I bet if I get this uh, – rub this plant on me, i will be just as just, just, – no, they don't know that they're damaging themselves for a very, 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 very long time. Uh, so uh, – but again, even so, no uh, discovery of podcast episodes. Yeah, I think it's supposedly – something that turns up inside discovery gimpy panel
1: podcast.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I
1: looked for gimpy, gimpy podcast and
0: yeah, that's, I, nope. I hope this, I mean, I hope this isn't a sign because already Google has ruined something by making it part of YouTube when it doesn't really, when, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't belong in YouTube. I used, I used to be a subscriber to Google music. They made it part of YouTube. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to the video site to listen to music really. And surprising as no surprise to me, it was a terrible experience. Uh, adap- it really with no adaption of like the YouTube video experience as a, as a music player. I don't think that as a podcast discovery platform is going to be any better. Um, ugh. it's just, I just, I just don't get it. I don't, I, I, you think that maybe that. They're so concerned about attrition of YouTube viewership and YouTube audience to TikTok and Uh, In Instagram and other places that they're like, look, we are, we are even willing to, we're willing to basically say to, to conscript music listeners into the YouTube army. We're, we're willing to draft and against the forcibly against their will podcast listeners into our YouTube viewership. That means that we can say that we're holding on to our, our, the, the thousands and millions of hours of views that we get per month. It's like, I don't get it. They're, They're not doing anything good about this.
1: Absolutely. They are shivering in their bones because of TikTok. Even like YouTube Shorts, it's it's been a very interesting ride, like trying to toe the line between the two places. But it is also really annoying because it feels like YouTube is trying to be everything for everyone just so it can like hold on versus like figuring yeah. out, you know, where it truly belongs. And Honestly, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't they aren't investing more in like originals. All on Netflix I'm just saying,
0: yeah they do they they have a i i I got a press release or something that says that they're I guess the stand ups uh the what do they call it in the TV industry the the week in which like all the networks and all the streaming services converge on New York to show critics and other analysts here's what we've got coming up for the next season, so mm-hmm. they're doing their 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 dog and pony show at Lincoln in uh, Lincoln Center. Uh, so, yeah, as a YouTube stable of talent, stable of, of, of stuff. But all I remember from the original content was that it was – I think that uh, – didn't the Karate Kid revival come out of that? If so, that's the only one that can oh, remember. Oh, yeah.
1: But that was like years ago, yeah. if I recall correctly.
0: I think they I think they also did and some – Yeah.
1: I was going to say that even former YouTubers are – well, I mean they're still on YouTube and so what they'll do is they'll go to YouTube and try and do like a full show but then they go to TikTok yeah. to get people to go to YouTube. And so it's it's clear where the audience is sort of hovering right now. It's going to be an interesting year I think for for, for YouTube definitely. Oh, this is going to be a very interesting year. I'm just thinking in my head (laughs) because I a couple of times now I've been directed to go watch YouTube shorts from so-called creators, (laughs) which I thought was a very interesting way of doing that. But ultimately, they always come back to TikTok because they lose their viewership. Nobody wants to leave off of that app and go to YouTube. So um, Google, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, luckily for me, I still use pocket casts. so <laughs> yes, I'm okay. I have no problems
0: from our friend and former co-host Russell Ivanovich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's, it's weird though. that that is, and that is my my uh, my podcast catcher as well. But it's uh, the other weird thing is that it's not just attrition to to, uh, to TikTok and and Twitch and these other platforms. You find out that creators are kind of banding together to create their own like separate streaming platforms so they can yeah. stream on their own yeah. float plane is a brand new one. What's the, what's there's the service that, uh, I oh, can't remember it, but it's a, ah, I'm sorry. That's, that's, I know it's frustrating to listen to that, but there's, there's not there's another very large platform of a, like has a two or three or four dozen different, uh, YouTubers. Renee Ritchie switched over to it. The, uh, the, a lawyer with a very, very big channel, has content on there as well, and it's basically a startup <laughs> streaming channel, basically because they think that they can do better starting their own streaming channel than by trying to make money with an opaque algorithm and uh, and and revenue models that keep changing and math that keeps changing uh, and and the, the, the number of creators. I'm, uh, the, I get, uh, I, th- I think this going to be really really different once Patreon gets its own. A uh, streaming platform going because I get mm. I, I I spend a lot of my, I spend way in, in terms of like, uh, my one debit a month for like video entertainment content by far the biggest one goes to Patreon because I there there's so many different video creators yep. that I I love their YouTube videos and I support them on Patreon and the Patreon specific content time and time again is like it's not de- it's not depressing it's like they're saying that gee thank you so much for supporting my patreon because youtube ad revenue is just not cutting it anymore and it's it's very very correct to say that it's because of you several hundred uh, uh patreons that i can continue to uh, to support myself and just by making videos yep and that if that's not a big big alarm bell that youtube is not youtube needs to change the way that they work that if they a have to trick if they basically have to hoodwink people into saying oh you want podcasts? congratulations you're gonna you have to be a YouTube user now you want music you got to be a YouTube user now we we want to we want to inflate those numbers and if all these people who are creators that are am scraying to brand new platforms it's like oh dear
1: that's not good yeah yeah I'm sorry I'm not going to YouTube I have my shows <laughs> that I watch there but
0: yeah. <sighs> Well, see, that's, that's, that's the sickening thing too. It's like, I'm, I, I hope that there are be, I hope that these creators are being paid because I am willing to pay for, I, I do pay for YouTube premium because if you, there's a dollar amount that I'm willing to spend every month to make sure I never have to see a single like embedded, yeah, a, a but single you like know how tacked they make on money. ad. Yeah.
1: Uh, TikTok is a little different. They make money from gifts. Yeah. Which you don't have to buy through an app store. And not only that, but what I've noticed is like streamers, what they'll do is people will go to Cash App or Venmo. They'll send money directly to the creator to like do something on the stream.
0: Yeah.
1: So there's all these ways that they're I I am watching like a fly on the wall for some of these <laughs> things. I started subscribing to some people on TikTok. So you know, it's um it's it's been very interesting and very fascinating for me to sort of like watch how they, cause I was there watching the makeup gurus quote unquote on YouTube and they've all kind of left YouTube and are now doing their thing on TikTok. I I this is this is just where we're at now. Ban be damned.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking yeah there you go. I, I I had to I just was remembering a story uh that made me love Selena Gomez so much more than I already did. Uh because she went on she was she was on TikTok live thinking because uh, goes uh, basically oh, thinking, yeah. like, okay, it's a good way to connect with fans. I think it'll be fun. I'll enjoy it. And of course it's a live stream. So you see her reacting as like an mm-hmm. assistant or somebody is saying, well, what's, what's, what's happening there. It's like, Oh, people are giving you gifts. Oh, like they're, but they're like, just basically like, you know, emojis like oh hand waves like no no no, they're actually like Mm -hmm. giving you gifts they're giving you money and she is like absolutely horrified like no 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 no, don't don't give me don't don't give me money and you're not supposed that's not how this works and she ends the stream like immediately because she was adorably and adorably horrified that no 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 i i'm here to to like entertain you people and to thank you for like Supporting me like you're not you're, I I'm, I'm doing well I'm doing Okay you don't have to send me like five Dollars and then she of course I know, donated but That's
1: what it is yeah
0: and for For, other, yeah, yeah, for like for like non Celebrities yeah but yeah it's it's Weird I I have To admit that that's part of like why I haven't Really gotten hooked on TikTok at all Because I don't It's like uh, Do I I don't I, mean I, to I, say This like yeah
1: It we're two different generations now and that's it like there's an there's another generation after us now yeah. that has disposable income and they are folks who like i i even started falling into it like now i save some of my pocket cash for some <laughs> tiktok streamers so that i could throw them emoji because i know that they make a living off of this stuff but for me it's like well i'm watching your live stream i should tip you just so you know, tipping on TikTok is quite expensive. I think the least you can spend is like $3. Yeah. And so imagine somebody has like a barista job. They're making $10 per shift in tips, let's say. It's very possible that I could just go to somebody else very quickly. It's like super cash. <laughs> YouTube has super cash. And I yeah. saw that people have actually been giving super cash more often now because it's a common practice on TikTok. So again, this economy... Maybe that's where the economy is being stimulated.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, 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 I I know that I'm, I'm Generation X and that uh, it comes with a certain uh, hardwired sense of what reality is, even when reality actually changes underneath your feet. So it's, it's, I want to make sure that the people who entertain me and the people who give me, give me content that I really, really value, I will give you money. I will, I will support you with cash. Sometimes I don't understand that I'm supposed to, what what mechanism I'm supposed to be using here. That, uh, that, like, if if you have, if I don't either, I I, exactly, and so I have some
1: money. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And I can't, and like, uh, oh my goodness. It's like, and every, and it really does hinder me because, um, a long, 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 long time ago when I, I've never really written out a business plan for how I run my, you know, my journalism business. But, but part of it is that you know, I'm, I'm an educator. I'm there to, uh, if there's somebody who I'm not reaching because they don't, they don't, uh, I'm not where they go to look for such information. It's my job to be where they're looking for information. And every time I th- try to think about what I'd like to do with video, uh, Part of it is, well, how am I going to – how I monetize is not necessarily like the the biggest priority. But when I look at how that would work, a lot of it is like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to – I don't – I I, I can't imagine how bad it would be to be streaming on TikTok. And basically I have to do things so that people will give me money – Without yeah. really begging for money, even though there are people who actually – who certainly do that because they're trying to – they know how close they are to like making their rent and they have to make Ooh, their rent. Yeah. And I can't imagine like having to control – having to adapt my content to make sure that it's generating as much revenue as possible. All the, uh, I, I mean I made – I was – being a little bit mean earlier about, uh, you know, ga- about gambling, gambling ads and NFT ads and crypto ads. When I, I certainly, I'm sure that I have some friends who have accepted those kinds of ads because they are, that's their full-time job. And ads are advertisers mm-hmm. are, on thir- are thin on the ground right now. And th- not everybody is like, oh yeah really, really FM is really, really good about, uh, there, I won't, we won't mention who it is, but there was an advertiser that, uh, really realized that this could be a controversial advertiser not not it was wouldn't be anything bad that you'd that you'd like no no it wasn't again crypto it wasn't uh stuff like gambling or stuff like that but it was like i would understand i i before we uh, before we consider this we want to get feedback from as many creators as possible about how you would feel about having having these folks as a sponsor that's how carefully they go through this and because and it's because they're not necessarily interested in absolutely maximizing revenue uh, from every avenue they can if they if they were wanted to make sure that this is the re- relay.fM is where you go to make top dollar for every second that you spend behind a microphone or in front of a camera, that would not be the that would not be the sort of decisions that they'd be making. Um, so I, I can't I, I, the fact that I wouldn't I, I feel I would feel not not comfortable at all. I would refuse to read an ad for uh, for for gambling site. But nonetheless, I like the Conan. I like Conan O'Brien's podcast, and he he ran a site. He he read an ad about uh, some sort of gambling site. Hey, your first hundred dollars where the bets are free, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, gotta oh, pay the bills. You gotta pay the bills, your Conan and Conan O'Brien has a staff that this he's okay, but his staff he's paying people out of pocket that he's been paying since the, the since the late night days uh, that basically have their 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 kids education their homes are basically based on him keeping money and so it's
1: like guy fieri and his crew and how he keeps sonoma county employed
0: yeah he's a good guy so yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for being so snotty earlier, but yeah, but you know what I mean. And so I'm, I'm very. I, I realize that it's a, it's a tough world out there, and maybe I should be a little bit more. I, may, maybe I'm, I'm saving, I'm saving my sympathy and my empathy not for two trillion dollar corporations, but for individual creators. And I'm hoping that Correct. whatever Google yeah. does with YouTube winds up in a situation that will make it easier for these creators to be able to, not even if they're making a living, if they're just like, hey, I've. Times are tough. And if I can make $8,000 a year off of YouTube, that's going to help me get to next year. Yep. And some of us are just trying to make it to next year, aren't we? Uh, On that positive note. Uh let's see. Uh everybody, uh thank you so much for listening this week. Speaking <laughs> maybe this was a maybe this is an inopportune. We we have we do have like uh we, we do make up the wrap up as we go along, but we do have some notes here. We and we do have a note to remind ourselves to remind you that you can support our show and everything on the relay <laughs> FM network by becoming a member by going to relay.fm slash material. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that way you sign up and you get access to special members only content and episodes produced not just by us but by all of Relay's contributors. Uh, and we're very very thankful for uh for that extra uh, extra support uh we're as we say oftentimes your most valuable contribution is your time because we have a very limited amount of that and we're not getting any of that back. And the fact that you decide to spend an hour a week with us or however much time you spend a month with us, that's a very, we don't take that, uh, that generosity lightly. And we're very, very appreciative of it. And the, but uh, some extra extra money per month is also very, very nice. And we, we thank you very much for that as well. Uh, Flo, what you got going on Gizmodo elsewhere that you'd like to people to to pay attention to.
1: Right now. I'm just taking it easy until next month. Smartphone madness.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Samsung no February 1st. HomePod
1: review. No HomePod review. But yes, uh, Samsung is February 1st. And so <laughs> these are things that we have to look forward to. So everybody just pray for me. Let me rest until then.
0: <laughs> you're going to you're, you're going to want your full wind <laughs> when you're tr- when you're listening to Samsung say we've got a 100 megapixel sensor. And that actually meant we've
1: got the most ultra Ugh. device.
0: Or, or is is it or is it more than 100 megapixels whatever but it's like yeah even though whatever he, <laughs> we independent tests conclude that 100 is a larger number than 42 Correct. Which is what our competitor Correct. has. So, yeah, 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 yeah. As for me, uh, just go to go on Twitter and Instagram. You also go to uh, wgbhnews.org to listen to uh, my mostly weekly uh, tech news conversations uh, on uh, Boston's uh, Boston Public Radio, NPR. Uh, and, uh Thank you, thank you very much for listening to us this week. We hope you listen to us again next week. And until then, have a very happy, safe, and healthy seven days. Avoid the gimpy Gibby Bush. Even again, the clicks are not worth it. They're not worth it. Bye,
1: everyone.